and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about how we're trying to figure this whole thing out. But even just, it's so funny because even just asking that question, I've, it's like, I, I don't know how to respond. In this right. moment, I'm okay. But <laughs> <laughs> ask me There's, in a little while. Yeah. Or, you know, like, uh, things could go bad or there are bad things happening. Or, you know, it's just, it's so, this is such a strange place to be. It, yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, when just listening to you say that makes me think that because of what's going on with the COVID-19 crisis, we and everything, it, it's like, I feel like I shouldn't be doing well, I shouldn't be happy, or in, experiencing joy. Right. But yet, um, you know, I'm safe, and I've got plenty to eat, and I feel well. And it's How about toilet okay paper? To Do you have toilet paper? Oh yeah, I, oh, not because we, <laughs> not because of any hoarding, but we already had some. We have the luxury bidet toilet seat, which cuts down on the need for the toilet paper. Yes, and it's true. I my friend was going to Whole Foods, and she said, "Do you want anything?" I said, "How about some toilet paper?" So she brought me a package that had a lot of rolls in it. <laughs> so um, it was only one package, but it had a lot of rolls in it. So yeah. But you know, uh, so it's, it's, it doesn't do me any good or you any good to be feeling really bad. Um, yet, uh, it, it, feeling bad doesn't help. Worrying doesn't help. Right. It's, oh, it's just such a strange combination of feelings, isn't it? It really is. It really is. And, you know, as you're saying that, I am remembering years ago when I was doing the monthly explore and play calls Mm -hmm. that I did one called something like feeling good. It's not bad. Oh, I think I remember that catchy title. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's, it's, it speaks to what you're saying. Uh, Not that I remember all the details about it because it was a while ago, but um, you know, it's like, it feels weird to feel good when bad things are happening around you. And yet feeling bad is not useful. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's not like this is a crisis that besides staying home, that there's anything we can do as, as non-medical people, like we're right. staying home. Um, it's not, it, we could be donating money, which I imagine we're both doing. Um, yes. Yes. But beyond that, it's not like we're having a great time at the expense of other things we should be doing. Or, well, except also we're not having a great time, I don't think. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, but, yeah. I don't know. It's party all the time here. 
<laughs> right. But, you know, I'm really enjoying walking my dog because the weather's yeah. getting nice. And I um, the quietness of the neighborhood is nice. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tricky thing, and it's hard to balance keeping aware of what's going on in the news and what's going on with the crisis with, you know, the need for information balanced against a need not to totally stress out. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I talked about this last week that um, I have limited myself. I, it does feel really important to me to know what's going on. And um, it doesn't stress me out so much, but I can sort of fall down the rabbit hole of reading articles and stuff and like get lost in it for way too long, which is, you know, it doesn't matter what I'm looking at that never feels good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm managing more than um, feeling stressed about what I'm reading. So for for me, it's, uh, you know, sort of recognizing that and then, and then um, limiting how much time I'm spending on it has been really useful. That's good. And you're limiting it through sheer willpower? Um, I am limiting it with the, because I, mostly um look at things on my phone um i i could be sitting in front of my computer and i'll look at things on my phone which you have witnessed and are like appalled by <laughs> well or uh um appalled isn't quite the right word but amazed no might be the right word. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shocked shocked yes. and amazed <laughs> um but so i use the um screen time uh thing that apple has now in ios mm-hmm. and uh i have it set to i don't remember i think 30 minutes so then when my 30 minutes is up for the day um it you have to click through like two things to get to it and then every 15 minutes it shuts off and says your time is up Mm-hmm. And um, so it just helps me stay mindful and, and make a choice, you know, when that pops up to be like, oh, I yeah, I can go back to my life instead of like, I've read enough for now. Like, I've, mm-hmm. I don't need to look, look through the news again at this point. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. I, that's, I mean, that's a great use of technology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do know someone, I talked to someone who completely took all um uh, or blocked all news stuff on her ipad which is her primary way of accessing the internet and she also um uh has gone off social media for a while mm-hmm. um because it was it was too stressful so i think that's a really important thing to notice about yourself is like is something like do does social media feel like valuable connection or does it feel stressful and anger inducing right and and if it's a combination of both maybe there are things to be done to um like silencing people or whatever they whatever it is oh yeah um Um, unfollowing or muting i think is muting that's it yeah so that you're keeping uh, a Facebook feed, if it's Facebook that you're using, that is helping you with those social connections without stressing you out. That's worth a little yeah. a little looking at, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. It's definitely tried, a good time to curate your feed. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> I tried to use your um, example of not charging my phone near the bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the first night I did it, I woke up in the middle of the night. Um, I don't know, Bix woke me up or something, but then I couldn't get back to sleep, which never happens. Uh, and then I started thinking about how I was running out of postcards to send to voters, so I had to get my phone to order some more. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and uh, that was the end of that. And, yeah. but, um, and then the postcards arrived today, and, like, I wasn't thinking straight. I got the wrong postcards. <laughs> so it was all oh, no. just, you know, I mean, they'll be fine. I can use them, but they're not what I would want. So, um, but then, and I thought, oh, no, am I going to become an insomniac over all of this? But I have not. I think it was because I had pudding, a big bowl of pudding before bed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it was chocolate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was delicious, but <laughs> I think it was the caffeine. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I'm trying to do is get back to doing yoga with Adrian every day, at least a little bit. Um, and that's been nice. I, I think I've missed a day or two. But um, now that I have time, which was always my excuse in, in recent months for not doing right. it, was I, I couldn't like find the time of day to fit it in with my client appointments. And now I don't have any client appointments. So um, it's really nice to have her uh, calming me down and so forth. Yeah, I've done a number of the... Um I can't even think of what they're called. Episodes? What are what are her um, sessions? <laughs> sessions, I guess. Yeah, that she um, that are in the curated playlist for yoga for uncertainty or whatever she put together for when all of this started happening. Um, right, and they're really That's, good. Yeah, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. It, they really are. Um, it really is a great way to take care of yourself in my opinion uh yeah and that also just reminded me of the bj fog um little tiny habits oh, tiny habits that's yeah that i emailed you about or texted you about earlier today which we can also put a link to the show notes but bj fog and his people are having these short zoom calls about various aspects of creating habits to help you deal with these times of the yes. coronavirus. It's amazing. And and for those who are not familiar with BJ Fogg's tiny habits idea, it, it it's wonderful. And and I can't remember if you turned me on to him or I turned you on to him, but we've been following him for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Like maybe 10 years. Oh, I think yeah, 10 years. Yep. Um which is, I think, when he started this. He's a he is um, a professor at Stanford, and he I can't remember what they call it. Oh, I have the book right here because uh, he has a new book out. Um, but he is oh he founded the Behavior Design Lab at Stanford, and. Um, it's just, it's a really wonderful philosophy for making change. Absolutely. It's very effective and uh, easy, right? Which is the best yes. kind of change to make, right? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I signed up for two of the workshops this week. One on, um, I don't remember what they were on. Now I can't remember. Uh, but in any case, it's a huge service they're offering. They're free, and I suspect they'll be very helpful. Yes, I saw the that when you sent that to me, there was one for um, partners of of healthcare workers, and I thought that was really interesting, and I definitely wanted to tune into that one. Oh yeah, did you sign up for it? I haven't signed up yet, but I will. And they're also, if you can attend live, they are recording them, and you can access the recordings later. Oh, that's excellent. I I just looked. I signed up for reducing screen time, three tiny habits for reducing screen time, and habits to make your supplies last longer for fewer trips to the store. Oh, huh. I'm very curious what habits they will be creating for those. I know, me too. Well, and what's interesting, it's good you bring that up because um, we have been talking about talking about this book, and I still want to talk about it more in depth, but um, it is, it's wonderful that they are providing this help right now and, and guidance. Absolutely. It really is. It uh, seems like a, a great service, great public service that they're providing. They're really harnessing their um, knowledge in a way that can really help people at this, at this particular time. Yeah. And yeah, we are I I bought the book, his book, but I haven't yet read it. Um but one of these days, Shannon, we'll both have read it <laughs> and and we'll we'll talk about it. That would be great. Yes. Uh I would love to talk about it cuz it's really interesting and I um listened to a number of interviews with him and one of my favorite interviews uh with him was um with Dax Shepard on Armchair Expert. Uh, oh, neat. Gosh, I don't yeah. think I heard that one. Ooh. Oh, it's really good. Excellent. Oh, cue that up. Yeah, it's very it's very useful. And I think they were, uh, Dax and Monica were really surprised at how, um, uh, how much information he shared. You know, it wasn't just... Um, I mean, it was a very, a very useful episode, not just a, you know, interesting learning about someone episode. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and he didn't just dangle information to make you read his book. He actually shared right. information. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, that's great. Oh, good. I will listen to that. I enjoy that podcast a lot, but I just haven't listened recently. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Still one of my go-tos. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I just go in fits and spurts. That, yeah, uh, uh, that's not the expression. Fits and starts. <laughs> I don't know. As soon I as like I came out, it felt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Um, <laughs> but just talking about the the like what BJ Fogg is offering, and and all there's all of a sudden there's this flood of of resources available that is just wonderful like so many people are doing really great things um and like patrick stewart is reading on facebook live he's doing a facebook live every day where he reads a shakespeare sonnet yeah i heard that (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) or i watched um i watched oklahoma uh hugh jackman in, yeah, uh, the stage production of Oklahoma yesterday that was made free available free of charge. Yeah. Right. 
Um, so there's so many wonderful things in um, uh, the great courses. Uh-huh. Do you know that? They uh-huh. are offering a free month to everybody. Um, <gasps> Audible has made a bunch of books free. I think you told me about that. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of really wonderful resources out there. And for people with a tendency toward perfectionism, I could see where it, it would be easy to get stymied about what to do and not do anything. Yeah. What's the, which, which one of these opportunities is the best one for me to take advantage of? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm dealing with my usual struggle of what to watch on TV now that I, I've always watched a lot of TV, but, and I'm uh-huh. actually not watching, I'm ending my workday earlier than I usually would. Um, yeah. So I am getting some more TV time in. Um, but, uh, so I, I made a Trello board, a new Trello board about it, um, so that I can just consult my Trello board instead of thumbing through the various streaming services to figure out oh, what right. I want to watch. Yeah. And then, um, I made it public, which I can provide a link if anyone's interested in my Trello board on what on TV things to watch. I wish I could remember why I made it public. I had a reason. Uh, <laughs> was there someone you wanted to share it with, and then you just decided to share it with everybody? Um, no, because if maybe <laughs> I think maybe I was blogging about it, and so I thought, oh heck, I'll just make it public. That was probably what it was. Oh, that's I, I, nice. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, such a huge public service <laughs> to let people know what TV I'm interested in. Um, but hey, anyway. You've uh, turned me on to some of my favorite shows. So. Oh, well, thank you. And vice versa. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I can stick a link to that in, in the show notes as well. But I've been watching some quality television as a result. That's a good thing to pay attention to, like what you're watching. And is it is it helping you feel good or is it adding to your stress is yeah i that's a good point can you believe that like outbreak and contagion are the like movies that everybody's watching i know i don't understand i was i was wrestling with whether or not i should um reread year of wonders oh i'm trying a book of the plague (laughs) oh right and what did you yeah. decide? Well, I decided that I I thought maybe I wanted to do that. And I went to the library because, as you know, I read m- like 99% of my fiction. I read um, ebooks checked out from the library. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't the only one that thought of it because it's an 11-week wait. <laughs> oh, wow. Isn't that yeah. huh. Um But for people who aren't familiar, it's a it's a – Really, it's one of my favorite books. I really enjoyed it, um, but it's it would be interesting to read right now because it's uh, takes place in the 17th century, and it's based on a true story about this small village in England that um, the plague got brought to through a bolt of fabric, and they chose to quarantine themselves so that the plague wouldn't spread because really the plague was primarily in London. It didn't go out beyond the city much um, out into these little villages. And so this village 
chose to, and it, there was a big debate. It's actually all very similar to what's happening right now, wow. except for a 17th century version of it. Yeah. And, um, but they ended up choosing to quarantine themselves to prevent the spread of it. Wow. Did um, you go ahead and reserve it? Or hold, I did. Put a hold on it? I did put a hold on it. And I figure, um, you know, I can make the decision of whether or not I want to read it when it shows up in three months. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I might have to put myself in line for it. It's, it's that have you different. have you read it before? I don't think so. It's That's Geraldine I, Brooks. I believe that I have checked it out from the library and then didn't yeah. manage to read it before it got taken off my Kindle. Um, oh. you know. Yeah. Cuz yeah. But so I'm definitely familiar with it, but I think I might give it a try. But to me, that's different from two hours of Dustin Hoffman in a hazmat suit. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we watched Groundhog Day last night. Um, oh, geez. Just something uh, to laugh at, although <clears throat> it's, um, it was still funny, but it was, it's also kind of squirm-inducing um, with the whole with the Me Too, in in the era of Me Too, <laughs> there was just yeah. a whole lot, yeah, taking advantage happening in that movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Bill Murray. It's so interesting. Funny. Yeah. Um, but that you know, it's so interesting that you know, like what we started talking about was that like everything feels both really important and also completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. at the same time yeah it's a it's a remarkable thing yeah yeah and so i you know and i think that when we first talked about what we were going to talk about today and not really knowing um one of the things that went through my mind was the emails that i've been getting from it seems like every company who's ever gotten my email address ever um mm-hmm. And which ones I'm neutral about, which ones I'm happy to receive, and which ones uh, just feel gross to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the ones that, that feel the best are the ones where people are just really honest. Like, you know, we've never done this before, and um, we know that people are struggling, and this is how we're trying to help. Mm-hmm. Um and I, that honesty, I really appreciate. Um, the worst one I received was from a company that does like travel wear. And mm-hmm. um, they were talking about like, what are you doing on your hashtag staycation? Yikes. Yeah, it just, oh. Mm. <laughs> feels so just, tone deaf yeah but you, you'd have to sort of think um, anybody in the travel industry right now is I guess probably scrambling yeah to make a buck well but. if there's anyone in the travel industry that's listening right now <laughs> calling quarantine staycation is probably not the way to go no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just, yeah. I, 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 on my Facebook feed was a, a friend from high school who's a uh, 
I think he's a high school teacher or junior high, and he was went on a little rant about stop te- stop telling me I'm on vacation. I'm not on vacation. I'm trying to come up with le- you know I'm teaching children. Right. And I mean this rant was long. I thought to myself, who are these people telling him telling teachers you must you're so lucky you're on vacation. What? Yeah. I don't get it. Right. Well, and, you know, it doesn't matter what, what your work level is. This is a, this is, everybody's lives have been turned upside down. Like, I don't understand who think, who's like celebrating. Right. Like, yay, time off. Um, and if you are, you're probably not doing shelter in place right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's so interesting, right? Because it goes back to, we don't have to be miserable. Uh, you know, it's not, we're not going to sit here and be miserable. We shouldn't, I don't think no. so, we'll be miserable. But, right, this is obviously not a cause for celebration. I mean, I've feel guilty even looking for silver linings there are which I'm right. sure there are some but people yeah. are suffering yeah people are suffering and you know it is nice to be aware of the things you know like the, I don't know they're just like moments like to me it sounds like the birds are louder mm. and um you know going for it's so quiet when I go for a walk and you know, just sort of noticing those small things in the moment, I think, are really important and appreciating them, but uh, not feeling, I don't, like, it's hard to, it's hard to come up with the right language for it, but not feeling, like, I have, I have gratitude that I'm getting to experience that, but I'm not happy that this happened so that I could experience right. it. Yeah, I'd be glad when you no longer have the opportunity to experience it because things have gone back to normal. Yeah. If there will ever, if things ever go back to normal. Yeah. Well, and I think that's part of of the issue is not knowing how long this will last and what things will be like afterwards. That's a huge part of it, I think. Yeah, Yeah. of the stress around it, without a doubt. My dad asked me the other day, when do you think this will be over? Like, well, dad, nobody knows. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Did you see uh, John Krasinski's some good news video no i'll i'll put a link to it in the show notes he's i think it's going to be a series it's him like he's doing a newscast and he has uh uh, a screen over his shoulder that shows things apparently he went on um twitter and asked people for good news and so Uh he's just sharing all these things uh, oh all these good news things i actually i actually teared up you know, I never oh, cry, and there no. were some moving things in there. And th- and then this is in the first episode, which I think was today or yesterday. He uh, interviewed. It was, he announced it was the 15th anniversary of The Office starting, and so he had Steve Carell on on a you know. Oh my gosh! Feed. Yeah, so it was it was very nice, and it was um, just it was the good news was stuff that people were doing for other people in this time. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a nice oh like as soon as i hear about anything like that like i'm just thinking about right now i'm like getting a little teary-eyed that like sends me over the top yeah (laughs) i'll send you a link to it (laughs) but you know like i i cry at the drop of a hat so right yeah so you know if i if i shed a tear that it was really something yeah yeah (laughs) um 
Well, the other thing, I, I do enjoy that people are just rolling with it right now. I watched a series of videos this morning of um, newscasters, anchors, sports, weather people who were having to um, do live shots from home. And during those live shots, they had cats walk through or their dog <laughs> like there were two guys who had these huge dogs that like climbed up on their laps like oh. they couldn't get rid of them and it's just really I mean it's really sweet to like remember these people are you know have these whole other lives going on like I don't know I don't really think about it that much right yeah it is a peek into those those little lives, or, or you know, uh, Jimmy Fallon's doing his show remotely and yeah, guests and from there, yeah. I I was just scouring the background of Lin Manuel Miranda's apartment when he was doing oh, it. Oh yeah, like I wasn't even listening <laughs> to him. I was like, what? What is that? That looks like a Grammy. And, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, but so I guess my takeaway on this is to. Um, to to really pay attention to what feels supportive and what helps you feel good, um, and do that. You know that there's no there's no right way to do this. Right. And don't feel guilty about doing the things that are supportive. Right. Of you, because I'm sure you're supporting other people as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's good advice. Yeah. So we would love to hear from you. Um, how are you figuring this out? You can leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Getting to Good Enough. And on Twitter, we're at GTG Enough. And then, of course, we have the website with our show notes for every episode at gettingtogoodenough.com. But for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting Yeah. <laughs>